Teen Speak. Empowering today's youth. The purpose of Teen Speak is to allow teens a safe space to share stories and strategies around challenges and inspire other teens on how to meet their own challenges or make their mark in our world. Some of our guests may have done some inspiring things that may not resonate with everyone's views be it personal or political. This is not a political podcast and though we have our own personal views, our guests do not necessarily reflect our views. They are simply here to share a story and experience in hopes it inspires others to be the best version of themselves and make the impact they desire in the world. Well, 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 hello, everybody. This is Antoine Thompson of Coach T here in North Carolina. I want to welcome you to Teen Speak, Empowering Today's Youth. And this is Coach Keith, based in New York, but this week in New Hampshire. I'm actually at Colbrook Academy. It's a school up here uh, in northern New Hampshire, working with an amazing group of sixth, seventh, and eighth graders on uh, social emotional learning and running my O Shift workshop. So, hence, a very different background from what you <laughs> that's awesome that you you're doing this and you share that keith because actually our guest tonight or i should say tonight because we're doing this tonight because she's in california and we're on the east coast she is actually a sixth grader so i think it's perfect timing for her to come on uh, her mom and i are actually collaborating on a public speaking course for shy and introverts and when I uh, we were working on one of our uh, working sessions, her daughter Jackie was um, present and we she kind of overheard what we we're talking about. And I just kind of said, hey, she was helping craft. So we actually uh, Keith, need to be thanking Jackie. She helped us craft the questions that we have in our questionnaire because um, she made them sound a little bit more appealing to young people. So. I think I'll definitely want to talk about that in the beginning. But before we do that, I want to welcome Jackie Scobie to Teen Speak, Empowering Today's Youth. How are you, Jackie? Good. How about you guys? Great. We're glad you're here. Thank you for choosing to come on and, and spend some time with us. Of course. My pleasure. Yep. So, uh, Jackie, I want to kind of keep going on that. I was telling uh, everybody about how we met, and it was when we were really planning this podcast. And your mom and I were, I was asking her about some of the questions that Keith and I come up for a questionnaire and you happen to be listening. And I asked you what you thought of some of the questions and you thought some may not be not necessarily appropriate, but they wouldn't come across as very welcoming for young people. Do you remember that? I do. And are you, aren't you going to take some credit for that? <laughs> yeah, I, well, I like that I can edit stuff in my head, but. I just want to make sure everything sounds welcoming and everything and everybody feels welcomed and everybody feels good. So, Well, that's what we want. So we, pre we appreciate the feedback. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like Antoine, I'll tell you that this, this show is not about me and him doing all the talking, right? It's just, it's hopefully facilitating or guiding with questions for you guys, right? For teens to talk about what's going on in their lives and how they deal with it. So, you know, so let me, let me ask you a question. So just because we're, we're talking about this. So, as I said, I'm working right now with a bunch of sixth, seventh, and eighth graders at a school. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting how the eighth graders, right, were great, but much quieter. The sixth and seventh graders were much more vocal, right? And I definitely think there's something between that middle school to high school, right? Like, like once, once you get to the end of middle school, I feel like your mindset's in a different place, right? But when you're in fifth and sixth and seventh grade, you're still kind of 
figuring out things, right? So tell us a little bit about like uh, just your experience right now with middle school and like what do you what do you find? What are the things that you're most excited about that like you love about it? And what do you find your biggest challenges in middle school? Because I think every middle school teen is going to feel the same way that you do. Um, well, I'm excited to start being able to build a schedule for myself, being able to create habits that will benefit me in the future. I am struggling a bit with the social, I will admit. I am not a very social person. I I get scared easily when people talk to me. So it's like, whoa, what do I do? People actually come up to me because I've been told that I come off as scary <laughs> to other people because a lot of people, they don't talk to me because it's sixth grade. You don't really go around going, hey, do you want to be my friend? So right. <laughs> that causes a lot of people to have to actually go talk to people. And my class or my school in general, we don't do a lot of that. We talk to each other when we're forced to. So when someone willingly comes up to me, I get scared. It's like, whoa, what do you want from me? So I am struggling both the social, but I, I like to think that I'm doing pretty good in the mental and in the in, I am struggling with math a little bit, but. Hey, I struggle with math every year. <laughs> Middle school, yeah, I, school. <laughs> adulthood now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. No, because I do too. <laughs> So social, so the social side of it, right? Like, so when you, when you said like, I'm curious what you meant when you said like at your school, it's kind of like you're forced to versus like, what, what can you elaborate on that a little? Um, I go to a type of school. I'm, it's a Waldorf charter school. So we do a lot of trying to communicate with, with based on communication and the arts and stuff like that. So a lot of the time we have partners when we do experiments and stuff like that. And that's pretty much the time when our class actually socializes. Like right now we're doing a play and in that play we have partners for this ending season ending and the opening scene. And that's when we're actually talking to each other because we need to get stuff done. And that's one of the main times. Otherwise our class turns to oil and water. Like, you know how we put oil into water and it starts to separate into its own little group? Yeah. That's how a lot of my classes are. Like, we'll all be put in the same room and then we'll all spread out. You know, we'll all go to our own different areas, our own different places, our own different people. I I actually made my friends because I didn't go up to them. I made my friends because they came up to me to ask something from me and I was that needy that I kept on coming back to them. So, <laughs> but well, yeah. Obviously they you know, what, what you view as needy, obviously they view it as something, right. Uh, that they were, that, that connected with them. Right. Cause you're friends yep. with them now. So a lot of that's some perception too. Right? Some have, some friendships have to go both ways where they help me. I help them and everybody gets help. Oh, that's how they should be. Right. That's really, yeah. Cheap, right. Yeah. That's how they should be. One, I was going to say that Keith, you're absolutely right. But I think uh, to Keith's point too, I think you don't give yourself enough credit to realize that you have more to offer as a friend. And I think the more you do it, I think it's going to become easier for you. Just um, even based on a little bit of time that I talked with you in the beginning, I would have never known that you had issues socially just because of how quickly you and I interacted. So I think that the older you get and the more mature you get, like I said, you're only sixth grade. So this social thing is all new to you. And, and like Keith said, he's working with a group of middle schoolers. Now I actually coach middle school 
kids. I've been coaching middle school kids for 11 years. So I totally understand that dynamic of, you know, some kids, you, you, they're not overly social. Um, but like Keith was saying in sixth grade, they're really social in eighth grade. It's almost like they're trying to go, well, I'm like the adult in the school. So, you know, I'm here and you got to kind of come meet me. But you're at a point now where you have an opportunity to kind of shift that mindset too with the group of people that you are friends with now. I do agree. I do think that experience also comes with a bit of age and maybe even experiences you've had because everybody lives a different type of life and everybody learns different kinds of things from different kinds of ways. So I think maybe the older, like you said, I'm 12, so I still have a long way to go. Um, I'm hoping to, as I get older, to learn more skills and stuff to keep in mind and stuff like that. You know, something interesting. So like I'm somewhat familiar with the school. So it's like a very experiential school, right? Like a lot of experiential learning through projects and like teamwork and and communication styles. Right. Is that that correct? So, you know, what's interesting is, you know, that also breeds such interesting, unique individuals to those types of schools. Right. Because everybody going there is really like, you know, when you when you go to sometimes uh, public school, Right. Just because there has to be rules or there has to be structure. Right. You can't always be as expressive as you want with what you want to do. Right. Whereas when you go to a school that's that's based on experiential learning, it allows for, for a lot more just you being like a little more like your authentic self. Right. And being able to share things about you. Right. And I think that when you when you were talking about. How some people, you know, when you're in a project, you do your thing, but then some people kind of separate and go their own way. I think, I would think that's very common because, you know, it's like everybody knows who they are. They kind of, they kind of figure out these are my kind of people, right? And then they go back to their kind of people because that's what they see, but they don't really know. So, like when you said, so like when you, the point I was trying to get at, sorry, I, I do this all the time. I go in these roundabout ways to get to my point, but, but, the point I was trying to make is when you're at a school like that, everybody's very unique and there's certain skill sets that you all possess, right? That that normally you might not be able to share in like public school, right? Because just the opportunity is not there. And I think sometimes, you know, that could be a beautiful thing, but at the same time, it can also sometimes, oh, th- she's more like this. He's more like that, right? You know, and not realizing that there's so much growth by merging many of these different qualities or traits, these experiential artistic ways that you can be. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you say you're scared, like you get scared when people like, tell me, like, tell me why, what does that feel like when you say I'm scared when people come up to me? Because I have been into two different types of schools. I've been to the Waldorf, which I've mentioned, and I've also been to, like you said, a public school. And in there, it felt like we were all the same person. We had uniforms. We all did the same thing, the same project. And it I'm going to be completely honest. It looked like a black and white TV show. Like, nobody had any color on them. Nobody ever drew. And if they drew, then nobody would be allowed to look at it. And there wasn't a lot of room for expression. And I have to admit, that made me kind of down because I'm a very expressive person, if you can't tell. I like to show my emotions. (laughs) I like to definitely talk a lot. And in this new school, I came be we keep our same teacher until eighth grade. And all these people had known each other. And I'm someone who likes to look at the pack animals. Like 
because we we as humans we separate to people like like you said we either see them as closer to ourselves or because it benefits us in some way so i always found it interesting to stand on the sidelines and watch how different people communicated and how different people like they talked or how they act because the way they're physical is the same way about mental like closed off and stuff like that i i really like psychology so I like to look at that for, uh, during my recess and stuff like that. And during this new school, it was like, wow, people are actually talking to each other. Like people have color on them. Like I wasn't used to that because until third grade, I saw nothing, no type of color. Like I saw only uniforms, only strict work. And when a person came up to me and was like, hey, do you want to come play hand, like handball with us? I was like, why? Why are you asking me? I'm not a part of your group. Like. How do I benefit you? Like, what's going to come from me out of this? So, it was something new. And I think it's a very human reaction when something new comes along to be uneasy. Yeah, you know, it's interesting what you just said there. So, like, to, to me, and maybe this is just what makes, like, maybe this is actually one of your superpowers. You know what I mean? But to me, what this really shows me is, you almost said the opposite, right? Like when people, like usually when people don't, you, you said, what can I, what can, what do I bring to you, right? Usually people are looking at it as, what am I going to get out of this relationship? So like, I just want to point that out because that's a beautiful, beautiful quality to be able to look at a relationship and be like, how can, how am I going to benefit you, right? Like, why are you coming up to me? What? So, I mean, part of that, I would say, you know, you need to believe in yourself more that you have this ability to impact people in a positive way. Right. But at the same time, you're already thinking like, how do I help you? Like that's not many sixth graders. I know think like that. Right. Not because there's anything wrong with sixth graders, but like they're growing social emotionally. They're not developed yet. And it's usually like, what's in it for me. Right. Like, how do I, how do I benefit for this? Cause they're scared the opposite way. Right. How do I, how am I going to fit in? Like, what, is this right for me? Is this good for me? You're looking at it from the complete opposite. It's like, how can I help you? Like, how? What, why do you want to talk to me? What do I bring to you? So I find that interesting dynamic. I'm a, I'd love to hear your thoughts or Antoine, you have any questions on that? Yeah, actually, I just wanted to kind of uh, just put a um, pause here for a second. And uh, Jackie, we're trying to blow your head up, but we are trying to blow your head up. So for, for the longest time, I have a lot of conversations with people and I hear certain things. There's this one thing that comes up and I actually wrote an article and it was published in our local paper not too long ago. And it's all about changing the narrative about the next generation of leaders, the young people that you represent. And one of the first things that I always hear is it's all negative. So it's always negative, negative. And here we are 15 minutes into a conversation with a sixth grader and I'm scratching my head and going, this is why I stand up and I ask people when they say that, I just go, why don't you tell me instead of complaining about it, why don't you do something about it? Meaning, why don't you stop, close your eyes and open your ears and listen to what these kids have to say? Because I'm telling you, I am literally blown away by what you're sharing with us now, because not from the standpoint that they expect it. But this is what more people need to do is respect that you all have opinions, you have thoughts, you have feelings that need to be heard. And this is why Keith and I have this podcast to allow you all to come on and share and be who you want to be. And you've shared in this short period of time. And I say I'm literally blown away 
by your responses, your openness, and and your authentic authenticity and genuality. And I applaud you for that. And, and to Keith's point, and I said earlier, and I agree with him, you definitely got to believe in yourself, young lady, because you have like so much to offer. And I think the older you get, the more you're going to start sharing that. You're going to be a game changer in, in a lot of people's lives. Thank you. Yeah, I also think it's like just you, like, again, right? We never see ourselves as others view us. That's just, it's always like that, right? Like, listen, I, I could tell you, I mean, I'll, I'll share this. Like, I did this workshop today, right? And I like to think it was powerful and impactful. But even I walk out of there sometimes and I'm like, you know what, how many kids did I impact today? I don't think that kid in the back left really got much out of it. Meanwhile, that could have been the kid that got the most out of it, right? So we never we never view ourselves as what we really offer sometimes. So, you know, you I would say you're very, like, you are very mature. Like, if anybody is watching this right now, if we didn't say you're in sixth grade, I don't think anybody, anybody would know that you're in sixth grade, right? You not, have not yeah, you have some very good, like you have a high emotional intelligence, you know, the way you carry yourself, right? And again, just I'm so impressed by the fact that you you said I get scared when people approach me because I don't understand what they want from me. How can I help them? And I'm like, you know, how can you help them? Just be you. Just be yeah. who you are. Like, like they should be blessed to know you because there's so much you're gonna inspire out of them, right? But like again, you need to believe that. Like, but I just want you to see like that's the that's the impression or that's the energy that you're putting out to us yeah right but when you can actually believe that inside oh my god what you're going to be able to do and the impact you're going to make on others is just it's like you know it, it's it's endless yeah giving us goosebumps over here jackie I know I got goosebumps. No, we love this. This is you're the reason we love doing what we do. This is a perfect example of it because we get to hear the powerful message that you're sharing the feelings that you're that you're sharing and this is what we try to get other kids to do and you know there some are not in a position you're in but they are in different situations because everybody has different things going on in their lives but we want to make sure that everybody understands that they're in total control of how much success they're having in their lives regardless of the influence of, that are around them both either at home or at school or wherever else it might be and you know we're rambling on about this because we as you can tell and we don't say this to slight you in any way. We're super proud of you and, and just truly um, blessed to have you and an honor to have you on here because it's uh, like Keith said, well, I know you do well, but I didn't I didn't know you. you're like blowing us away because I can tell you already. And Keith and I are going to have you back on for sure. You're going to be one of our special returning uh, guests on here. Uh, so really quick. So we started blowing your head up. Are, are you feeling good now? Are you, does that make you feel weird to get all those compliments like that? A little bit, but I'm kind of liking it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good. But yeah, but it's the way it could be all the time. And you believe in yourself, you'll get a lot more of that because this is the kind of, if we're two old dudes over here. And if you're making that impact on us, what do you think kind of impact you can make on your peers? Think about that for a second. It's crazy, right? I don't tell a lot about this to my peers is the thing. Because there's a difference between people who want to listen and people who want to do their own thing. And I'm willing to share to those who are willing to listen, those who are open to help and those who are open to hear what others have to say and are willing to improve. Those are the ones that usually go farther. But those who are stubborn and closed minded, obviously, there's nothing bad of being stubborn, but being stubborn about being closed minded and like staying on your own point, not open to what's going on around you. 
those are the people who stay in their own world and don't ever get out of it. I, I've been told a saying a lot, and it applies to more, but it says, you can't help if you're born poor, but if you die poor, that's your fault. And that has impacted me a lot, and I've kept that in mind as I've been going through the grades. And I think that's helped me a lot. Yeah, you know, you just brought up something I just want to share because we—I think about empathy, right? Around, around people that struggle, right? That live live in poor communities or whatnot. And one of the things I find fascinating—I think Antoine, you and I spoke about this last week—is this dynamic where, when I'm working in like the really, really fancy areas, you know, where there's money and people aren't poor these kids are so worried about getting into Ivy league schools or going to school. Right. And they have to get hundreds and they have to get the best grades because if they don't get the best grades, they don't get into the best schools. And I always use the analogy for them about now take your anxiety and stress. Think of a poor family, right? That kid has to get those hundreds and those good grades because that's the only way they're going to college. If they don't get a scholarship, if they don't get the grades so they can get the money to go, they don't have the chance. You're going to college no matter what. Some of these kids may never get that opportunity. So their anxiety and their stress about performing and being at a certain level isn't because they're comparing themselves to others. It's because like, I want to go to school and I don't want to be poor and I want to graduate and have a job and do something with my life. And I, this is the only way I'm going to get to do it. Right. And it's amazing how, when I, when I share that, it's like silence. All of a sudden they rethink everything. And it's like, wow, like, yeah, so like, sorry you didn't get into Cornell. There's 50 other schools you're going to get into. Like, you know, and it, but it's true, right? When we start, so like, you, the point I was making is like, when you start to see how we can share different dynamics, right? And what different, how, how different people's opinions and viewpoints around certain things see the world, and we can have empathy and start to understand how we can support one another, it changes the whole dynamic and actually helps each other feel better about certain, certain things, right? Yeah, I love that quote. I love that quote, Jackie. And, and it's great. I, I have so many quotes. They fuel me and I, they always remind me of where I want to be. And and I think that's what you do with that. When, and I think um, it's a great motivator. And it's also one of those things. Uh, remember when people used to say, uh, you know, you write your dreams down, you fold it up, you put it away and you, you know, you don't keep going checking it. But it's a reminder, you know, it's there. And you also you make that that uh, that that. Uh, progression towards that goal and that's that's kind of the, the seed that you've planted by you know reciting that and, and to Keith's point that's 100 right i think there's always uh, two ways to look at things but it's always a way to bring things home and for reality check and that's what he was just describing there not say that you're in that situation we know you're in that situation good uh, so let's uh i, I did want to ask you when you get i was going to ask you at the beginning but we kind of shifted early and and you got on a roll and we want to keep you on that roll because you're doing a great job what is what is did you really like about your school that really i know you talked about the difference between public schools and you know uh, about you know seeing colors and things of that nature but what are some of the other positives that you uh, like about your school i don't know if this counts but i really love my teacher because my teacher every morning she will ask us is there anything that happened that will impact your day because she wants to make sure we're getting through the school day that we can do our best she always cares about our emotional and our mental health and she's like she makes sure we're doing good and she always keeps tabs on us like it feels like she actually cares 
And I'm not used to that. I've had a lot of bad teachers, I'll admit. Like, I've had a lot of teachers where it's like, wow, how did you get your degree? Why are you here? <laughs> if you don't want to teach, why are you here? And this teacher was like, wow, is this what a teacher is supposed to feel like? So I think she has made this experience a lot better. I can I can relate to that 100%, Jackie, because as a basketball coach, before every practice, when the guys are warming up, there's one thing I always do. I can tell by body language, facial expression. I know if somebody's had has something going on with them and always inquire you know, before we continue. And it makes the biggest difference in the world. So what you just described is the heart of what teachers are supposed to be doing. And that's caring about students and their progress. And what better way to do that than to build a relationship with them that's not directly educate education related is from the human side of, hey, I care about you as a person, Jackie. Is there anything you know going on in your life that's going to impact your ability to learn today? And you go, you know, I had a bad night at home. So guess what? Now that teacher understands that she's going to be approaching you a little differently because she doesn't want to add any more pressure that's that's already on you more than what's already on you. So I actually love that. You got a great teacher. I do. I, I won the lottery with that teacher, and I'm so grateful for her. That's empathy right there at its finest. Teacher yeah. to do that for our students, you know, his students. Um, I was going to ask you a question. My mind, my, my mind went poof. I forgot what I was going to say. So this is one of the downsides you have to worry about when you get our age is you forget stuff. So you got to write it down while you're thinking about it, Keith, like I do. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I like what I remember now. So you ever hear people talk about like finding your tribe? You ever hear that term? Right. So like, what does your tribe look like? Um, I don't know because I feel like I'm not saying I'm the only one, but I feel like we have this different personalities with like different types of people. And I'm going to admit, I get a little jumbled up with those personalities sometimes. Like, sometimes I'll bring my home personality to school, and people are like, why, why are you acting this way? What is happening? And it's like, sorry, wrong mindset. Let me just switch that real quick, and then I'll get right back to you. And I have a lot of classes, and for each one, I have to, like, remember what act I keep up. It's a tiring show. One woman show, man. I should be on Broadway. Let me ask you a yeah, let me ask you a question about that. You just, again, I see you're bringing so much to this that you don't even realize. So I'm telling you, you just said it's tiring, right? What's tiring? I'm just keeping track of all of it because I'll be talking to a friend. Like, what happened? Would well, you want to know my perspective from this personality or this one? Because this one was keeping track. This one did not pay attention. This one was <laughs> off in a whole world and counting sheep. So, so it's let me just ask... keeping up with everything. Yeah. Keeping stuff. So. so what if you didn't worry about any of that and you were just who you are? And maybe some of those people that don't like you aren't for you. But the ones that are are because it does take a lot of energy to try to fit in and please different groups of people. Right. Versus it takes so much less energy just to be yourself. And, you know, as long as you have enough strength and confidence that when when people don't connect with you or they're not right for you because, you know, they don't like your outgoing personality, you know, that's OK. They, they don't need to be in your tribe. Right. But. Like, what if you could just be yourself and your tribe can just be the people that you that love you for who you are? Because, yeah, it is a lot of work 
to put all those different masks on and try to be a different person for different people. Because guess what? They're not doing the work. You are. Yes, but it also gives me that structure. Because I'm not only doing this for the people and all around me. Sure, we're a little bit of a part of it. But I like structure. I like order. And giving me those personality, it helps me organize things. Because with those, it helps me keep track of the people around me. Because I don't switch personalities with the same person. Each person has their own one. So that helps me categorize whether they're more sensitive, whether they can handle more, whether they're more physical, whether they're more emotional, whether they can help more with work, whether they can help me personally. And helping those personalities, that helps me adapt and get used to that. Because I need to get used to people being around me because I don't want to be in my own world. I want to be open. I want to have open eyes to what's happening around me. And me being able to see what's happening around me helps me categorize. That helps it easier for me. Because if I just had one, then I'd start to collect everything together. So how can you do that without it being so much work? Well, sometimes it just takes a little work. And I can go with that. You you're good with the you're you're good with doing the work, right? Yeah. That's you know you're saying. Sometimes work yeah. needs to be done. You want yeah. the job done right, you do it yourself. Well, I think it's one thing that uh, when you were describing that, and when Keith was kind of uh, sharing his thoughts on that, it reminded me of a quote, and and I this is one that I absolutely love because it kind of ties in what you're talking about. You know, it said everybody is in your life. The question is, you're in, they're in your life for a season. Or they're in your life for a reason and the season is the short term reason and reason is the long term so i i offer that up as you know when you're deciphering between like you said those personalities and when you're doing that the more work you're putting into it you're actually defining that answer for yourself season versus reason because if you have to put too much work in it they're seasonal people because those reason people are the ones that are easier to have in your life and they take less effort and we we'll, and I think we're just offering that up because, like you said, you like the work, but at some point it's going to get to a point where you're like, you know what? Holy crap! It's going to maybe start having an effect on you of you trying to do balance too much. So um, I think that that'll that that's just my little bit of advice. But if you ask yourself that question, if you ever get in in that situation where you're trying to decipher that, just ask that question: Is this a seasonal person, or is this a person that's in here for a reason? But there's also the difference between holding on when you have to let go and there's a difference between putting in work. And I know the difference and I'd like to think I do because I am willing to, if those people, if I can't help them and they can't help me and we are not connecting in any way and they're just not a person that should belong in my life and, they're, and it's affecting me badly, like my mental health, like they're dragging me down, then I know what's better for me and I know that they shouldn't they should be a seasonal person like you said yeah yeah well this is i love you to keep going with that because that that was the whole reason that we both kind of went in this direction with you right is yeah but this is about wisdom that you can impart to other teens right so what you just talked about is letting go of people that don't serve you right and yes so i'm going to reflect back because i want to make sure that i didn't i didn't i didn't come across with the wrong intention yeah we we, we come across people in our lives, right? And we give them space and we try to get to know them. We try to get to understand them. But at one point, if somebody doesn't serve us, we have to have enough strength to let them go, right? And sometimes it's hard to let go of certain people for some, for some people because 
it, it you know a lot of their self esteem or their worth is a, is tied to relationships they're in, right? So a lot of people will hold on to a relationship. So the fact that you like you, again like you sharing that you're able to recognize, hey, this person's not serving me anymore, or there's nothing we we're not giving to each other. There's no symmetry anymore in this relationship. So I need to let this relationship go. I think it's a very powerful point for other teens to hear because I do think there's a lot of teens that hold on to relationships because they feel the person in the relationship's gonna going to help them get somewhere else that they want to be, even though it's painful to be in that relationship. And being able to recognize that and step away takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength to do, which I think is what you possess. And I think that's wonderful. So that's why I'm glad you shared that. Right, Antoine? Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it makes a hundred percent. I think you're a hundred percent right on that, Keith. And, and I appreciate you, you know, kind of going back and clarifying that. But, but I think we're both uh, in agreement too, Jackie. That you know, your years, your years of uh, beyond your, yeah, your years beyond your age, and and the way you think, and that's a huge thing. And I think what we're trying to do is just kind of share some insight so that you don't over overwhelm yourself <laughs> to some point because I can kind of see, and I think that's what Keith was sharing. We can see kind of how you think now, and even in this short conversation. Your your uh, natural born leader is what I see. There's no question about it, and I think you're going to be leading more people than not. But it made me think about another quote that I love to share with you. And I, I love I love quotes, and sound like you like them too. There's one that I always uh, refer to. I did this a few years ago, and it's one that I always use when I'm trying to decipher sometimes. Okay, what purpose is a person serving in my life? And the quote goes: You must have the courage to leave the table when respect is no longer being served and kind of how you can tie that into kind of what we're talking about. It's not necessarily being blatantly disrespectful to somebody, but it's just a different approach to how they're affecting you, your mindset, uh, your mental health and your state of mind. And sometimes that's where less energy and effort is needed to kind of foster that relationship. And it's not necessarily to do it for good, but it's like right now, that's not good for me. And um, you'll it'll, it'll serve you good in the long run. Maybe not now, because we want you to be who you are. Like I said, we're just trying to drop words of wisdom for you to, you know, and you can use some of the stuff against your mom later, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm telling you, man, uh, Keith, and I know you'll test me. We're, I'm, I'm blown away by this young lady. Jackie is, is, is your superstar girl. Seriously. Um, yeah, great social emotional intelligence. You really do. For somebody your age, yeah. it's quite amazing what you just the way you're speaking, the things you're saying, and the the uh, the actual understanding of like other people's impact, right on the word and the impact that you're making on like just being able to be cognizant of that at your age is is really remarkable. I think that's that's great. I love that about you. That's your yeah. superpower. That is your superpower. To. I don't want to, I want to give away any, uh, <laughs> any hints, but, but yeah, like, you know, so I guess if there's like, you know, being, a, being in sixth grade, right. But being a really mature sixth grader, if there's one piece of advice you could give all your middle school, you know, friends and colleagues, right. About their tribe, right. Finding the right people for them. Right. What would that be? I think think that what I said about you have to know the difference between putting in the work and just knowing what to let go. I think that would help a lot. And if you don't mind, there is another issue that I, I've had a lot of people, they don't know their place. 
and I'm not trying to sound rude, like, you should know your place. No, I'm saying they physically do not know. They don't know if they need to be a leader or if they need to be led. And I, I was also told this, if you couldn't tell, I really like quotes and I like to hold on to them. I was told you either walk like a king or you walk like you don't care who the king is. And that definitely helped me throughout school because that helped me ground myself. That helped me be like, okay, I have confidence. I can do this. I can be a leader today. I can show that I shouldn't be left in the dust. And that definitely got me through pub the public school. And the walk like the, the person who doesn't care who the king is, that has gotten me through this charter school. Because just because it's all bright and colorful does not mean they are not just normal teenagers and normal sixth graders. It does not mean that they don't have... It's like putting snakes. You can't expect them to not have poisonous fangs. Like, you have to be aware. You have to watch your back sometimes. So, yeah, I think those two of walk like the king or walk like you don't care who the king is and knowing the difference between and knowing when to let go and knowing when to put in the work. Yeah, when you say put in the work, like with a relationship, like is this relationship worth putting the work in? So I have a question for you, Jackie. This is uh, what I'd like to, oh, I say, I should say. There's a saying that says, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. So if uh, you were to show me your friends, what would your future look like? Well, I'm hoping that I have someone who has my back because I've, I've gotten used to watching my back and being cautious. I'm hoping that at some point I can find someone who lets me feel like I don't have to watch my back. Like I don't have to worry about what I say will be used against me and other such. So. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, Keith, for these next guests that come on after this girl, they better bring it, man. She's ready. She's ready for anything. You hear me? Yeah. You, and you, you just really describe, like, I think what a lot of, a lot of kids in middle school feel, right? Like they're still figuring out relationships. They're still trying to navigate and understand, like you said, what, is this is this a worthwhile relationship versus is this a superficial relationship right and at the same time you know recognizing the very person who might be my really good friend might not have the confidence i have so a situation comes up where you know they get to feel good about themselves and inadvertently you know it can hurt it can hurt you right because they make a choice to feel better about them and they don't realize how that choice impacts the other people in their lives that happens all the time in middle school and i think that's one of the hardest parts of middle school and, and getting used to everybody is just being able to navigate those relationships and understanding why people act the way they act right because usually there's a reason for it but unlike you who's like i said has such a high social emotional intelligence most kids don't right so when something happens to them they're upset about it you know, and they don't understand why. And it's like, it's black or white. Okay. You were mean to me. You're a jerk. You're the worst. I'm never talking to you again. You're a horrible person. Right. But meanwhile, that horrible person could have had the worst day possible and they were just acting out. Right. But it's not something that everybody in sixth, seventh, eighth grade are, are really attuned to. Right. So the fact that you are is wonderful. And that's why it's great that you're sharing that because if anybody else is listening to us, especially kids that are middle school, to be able to understand like the power in what you just said, being able to recognize that and having the ability to navigate it, but also know, hey, I can watch my back, but I don't have to be paranoid. I just need to be smart about the choices I make and who 
who I let, you know, what boundaries I put up, right? Who I'm going to let in and who I'm going to keep at a safe distance, right? Yeah. You know, Jackie, you know, what Keith just described, that's the relationship I have with him. I just keep him at a distance because I don't know. You know, I just never know what he's going to do, right? Is when we get on camera, he's like my best buddy. But when we're off camera, he's even my better friend. I'm kidding. Hey, listen, but to you, he's also to Keith's point, so, you know, we yeah, are. Yeah. 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 We're like, we're hours and hours and hundreds of miles away from each other. But I think the thing that uh, what he's sharing, I think is really important is, you know, sometimes, especially young people react emotionally, emotionally and driven, you know, and when something bad happens, they overthink it and they react based on their emotions. And, you know, you can't make uh, life determining uh, decisions based on somebody's emotional outburst and at a certain time. But listen, we, we're, we're preaching to the choir with you, but we're just, Basically, we're just trying to kill time because you you basically should be running the show. You should be interviewing us, I think, is, is probably what we should do. Matter of fact, I'm going to give you a chance to ask us a question. You're the host of this show, Teen Speak, Empowering Today's Youth. And you have one question to ask me and one question to ask Keith. Hmm. Okay. I now, you gotta start, now, you got to start off by welcome to Teen Speak. You know, I'm Jackie, oh, okay. and okay. you're the host. This, you're, the, you're the host. Go ahead. Go for it. Okay. Welcome. To teen, uh, teen speak, I will be interviewing these two. Hmm. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we're not very exciting and interesting people, as I can, as you can tell. <laughs> no, no intro. Start the music, please. Organized. <laughs> yeah, you got to ask some questions. <laughs> you got to listen. Let me help you out there, Jackie. What do you two old farts do? That's what. That's your question. Go ahead and ask us that question. Okay. I, I'm going to try and put it in better words because I'm trying oh, to... Oh, you can use that word. We know we are. No, we know we are. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but you don't need to rub it in your face. I've learned that from my mom. Um, okay. I try to use good manners. I try. Um, hmm. Okay. What is a piece of wisdom you wish you would have learned when you were younger? Ooh. For both. Yeah. I, I know my answer. I Go ahead. Oh, yeah, think about mine. So, yeah. are, we, are we? Are we? Are we? Uh, is this show? Um, are we? Are we allowed to say bad words? Go no, ahead. you can't say the bad words. Oh. Okay. <laughs> We're not allowed to use any explicit language at all. So, literally, I think the one piece of advice that I lived with this day, but to I wish I had when I was younger, is truly understanding that the most freedom and the most liberating day of my life was the day I finally learned not to give a crap what anybody thought about me. And if I was taught that when I was young, like drilled into me, like it wasn't drilled into me. You know what I mean? My, my kids, like they, they know that they, I drilled it into them from the day they, the day they were talking, like it is not important what other people think. If somebody, I, I spent many years, I struggled in high school. I got bullied. I had a lot of struggles until i got to college and it was because i was always worried about what other people think now i just don't care because i know in here where i'm coming from and i know where my heart lies and what, what my intentions are and uh i wish every team could take that learn that and be like just be who you are don't worry about what people think just be who you are be a good person and life life will treat you well yeah no, it's good. Mine's similar to that. Mine is really was to uh, have more confidence in myself sooner rather than later when realizing that, you know, what uh, what I thought I had, I had. 
I just didn't believe in myself enough to do that. And ironically, here's the irony to that. I was actually voted most outgoing in my senior class. So you think I'd never have that issue, right? But internally, I battled with that. Externally, I didn't because kind of what you were talking about earlier, Jack. Yeah, I kind of put on this facade of this is who I who I am. But in reality, I was always second guessing myself. And I, it's always because of my surroundings. But that would be the one thing I would have uh, told myself years ago is don't second guess yourself. Just go with what you feel and let the chips fall where they may, similar to what Keith is saying. Don't worry about what other people think. Great question, Jack. You should, you're a great host. Excellent. Well, now, now Antoine's going to ask you a bunch of questions. Yeah, yeah. now it's my turn. Yeah. So there's no right or wrong answers to these questions. It's like quick fire. Just say the first thing that's on your mind and um, yeah, just go for it. All right. You ready? All right. Yep. All right. So first question, who is your biggest influence and why? Um, okay. I didn't, I didn't do a lot of influence. I had a lot of people who I didn't want to become like. I went the opposite route because I can never just choose one person because the, everybody has a flaw. I just focused on the person who had the most. That sounds really mean, but I, you know, saying my truth, I focused on the person around me that had the most flaws. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. What's the opposite of what this person would do? I'm going to do that. So that's what I had. So. Okay. Wow. See, first time, different answer. I love that. I love you are a unique young lady in a, in a great way. All right. Second question. What is your biggest strength and how would you utilize it as a superpower? My biggest strength? Yes. Okay. Um, I like to think that I'm emotionally smart. Like I can read emotions well, like tell emotions. Um, I think that would be cool superpower because I, I, I don't read a lot of superhero and stuff, but I have friends who do. And I heard one, I don't remember its name, but it's like, it can make your biggest fears or like the thing that like you're conscious, like I'm thinking more of villain, but like it can bring that closest to your mind, like where you can feel like your biggest self-consciousness. And I just thought that was really cool. Like it can use your emotions against you. I thought that was really cool. I don't know about superpower. I know about villain power. Like that's what I just. The scarecrow. More about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scarecrow, exactly. <laughs> All right, number three. Um, what do you find the biggest challenge for preteens and teens today, and and how do you manage yourself around it? Confidence, and um, I think how I manage it well is I. I was told a lot growing up that it doesn't matter what the sous chef thinks, it's what the head chef thinks. And that always applied to me being the head chef and the people around me being the sous chef. And I kept that in mind. It's like, what do I think about this? That's what I'm going to go with. So I've been using that a lot. And I have been a few, I've had problems with my ego before. <laughs> and I'll fully admit to it. I have ego problems sometimes. So I've just learned to use those and like tone it down in a way that's usable for me and does not make other people think I'm a jerk for the sake of a better word. Yeah. You said, say that again about the sous chef and the chef. I want to hear that one more time. It doesn't matter what the sous chef thinks. It's what the head chef thinks. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Rena, I asked you to repeat that. I used to be a sous chef and I used to be a chef. I'm not sure which one of those I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. What's that? I did not notice about you. 
Yeah, I should be a chef and a sous chef. Okay, all right, all right. So I'm, I'm gonna let I'm gonna leave that one alone because uh, that's an internal battle going on right now because those both. But anyway, uh, your biggest what is your biggest failure, and what is the lesson that you learned from it? Okay, um, I let my guard down with the wrong people, and I learned to be smart with my decisions. That's crazy, man. Great one. That's a great one. Oh my gosh. You're going to be our third. You're going to be, will you be our co-host for the show moving forward? Cause you do, you, you're killing it. You're killing it. Well, I want to talk to her when she, like when you're in high school, like, yeah. You, oh my God. Like, if, you're, if you got, if you're, if you're giving this golden nuggets out now, I can't, can't even imagine what you're going to have to share in three or four years. Yeah. That's why I said we got to have her back on. She gets in high school, you know, we get in eighth grade and then we'll get you in 10th grade. And we'll get you a senior yeah. every two years. You're coming back on That's That's a given. We'll, we'll get a contract written up with your mom. You're not getting paid, but you'll be back. Um, so the last question, what kind of impact do you want to make on the world? Um, a good one. I, that's a very vague, quite a very vague answer. Um, I don't know how to say this the right way, but I don't want people who, be like the ones who go down in history i want to be the people who well, people remember not who like just in the books i want the people who i know who i care about who care about me so they remember something good so they can go on better so that way when i do something for them they don't keep on making that that mistake so that way i can help the people around me while helping myself you know kill two birds with one stone that's beautiful Gosh, another gym, man. I'm telling you, man. Beautiful stuff, Jackie. This has been beyond exceptional interview with you. And um, we are uh, beyond overjoyed. I know I am. I'll let Keith use his own words, but I am. And uh, I know we we had to reschedule because you were under the weather, but we're super excited that we we're able to reschedule this. And um, you have been like phenomenal guests and, and you've dropped so many great nuggets. And I think for me, the thing that you really have shared is that this next generation of young people have a voice that needs to be heard. And, and this is why we have this podcast. And I know a lot of people are going to hear this. And uh, so when you're so you are you on social media? Yeah. OK, but it's about to blow up. OK, just to make sure you remember who helped you, who put you on the stage first. OK, teen speak, Coach Keith and Coach T, right? When you're okay. an influence. <laughs> yeah, when you're an influencer, you make sure you don't forget. You know, I'm one of those people always remember where you came from. That's what my parents always taught us. So, All right. um, but but no, but really, Jack, it's been phenomenal. And I personally can't thank you enough for your time, knowledge, and and your experiences that you shared with us today. Yeah, and I I would say like all kidding aside about influences, like just speaking to you today definitely influenced me and gave me just some great like like when I when I do the work I do. I share stories and you just gave me so much material to share about this amazing young lady that I had on my podcast. So when I'm talking to other teens that are in sixth and seventh grade to be able to share what you just shared, I think is only going to help them. So like you, you already are influencing people. You definitely influence me. Like I'm, I'm very, very impressed and I, I can't wait to see what you're going to do with the world. So, you know, I'm sure you're going to leave your mark for sure. So thank you for being on. Uh, as always, my uh, like that we say, right? The only limitations that we put that we have are the limitations we put on ourselves. And just be you, because everybody else is already taken. <laughs> I Until like next that. <laughs> Bye. Thank Bye. you. Are you looking for an experienced youth empowerment and leadership coach? 
to help your teenager find their true north? Look no further. Let Coach Keith and Coach T show you how, through education, support and inspiration. Visit their websites. Shiftyourpower.com and CoachTscorner.com, respectively, to learn more about the services they offer and to book a session today.